This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. You are listening to a special edition iFanboy podcast on X-Men Origins Wolverine. Welcome to a special edition iFanboy podcast on X-Men Origins Wolverine. We are iFanboy, and normally we do the Pick of the Week podcast, but today we're talking about the 
new film. I'm Connor Kilpatrick. I'm here with Ron Richards. Heyo. And Josh Flanagan. Hello. How are you? So, so this weekend saw the premiere of X-Men Origins Wolverine, which is the prequel to the X-Men series of films that come, have come out from 20th Century Fox since for the last nine years now. Jeez. Wow. So the films that have kicked off the whole superhero renaissance on film, I would, I would say. So this is the prequel featuring the most popular character of all, Wolverine. And much anticipated. This has been talked about for a while. They, ever since, I think, the first film, they talked about doing a spinoff Wolverine film. Because yeah. Hugh Jackman was so popular. So this is nine years coming. And um, it's out. So what do we think? <laughs> I, know, I know what Josh thinks, because we saw it together. But I'm curious, Ron, what did you think? Um, well, and I guess, I, I guess you, know, every, you know, me being the big X-Men purist and stuff like that, I've, you know, and after getting burned pretty hard in X3, I guess I've got the most to lose or to gain <laughs> by this movie. But um, um, ultimately, I, it's, it's what I would expect of a Wolverine movie. And it, and it, really, it really felt like maybe a 90s comic personified like brought to life like it just it it wasn't bad like it, it wasn't it like here's the thing we've seen <laughs> we've seen we've seen a lot of bad comic book movies i mean connor we, i mean we sat through ghost rider we sat yep. i mean like there there've been a lot of bad comic movies. this isn't i don't think this is a bad comic book movie but i don't think this is the greatest comic book movie ever if that makes any sense i give it like a i give it like a solid b b minus you know? Well, I um, I think it's slightly generous, but I, I I would say it's not bad in the level of Punisher, Ghost Rider, or right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But it's also not very good. Oh, it's no, it was it's like, no X two. It's nothing compared to. X2. Well, I don't I don't think it's even average. I think yeah. I think I'd put this with the Fantastic Four films. You know, I yeah, think I'd put maybe, that in that sort of mid range. And I would very give it, average, very and I, average. And I would give it a slight edge because I mean I'll, I'll admit I mean I'll be honest I mean I got a little you know little giggle go- going on when you know when Gambit was on and Deadpool and all you know and like all these kind of things like just from the from the years of reading those characters and I mean and for what it's worth I mean that was Gambit throwing kinetically charged playing cards on the screen I mean that was that was something that you know I never thought would ever happen so there if, there was. If you, if you... If you're into that kind of thing, right? Exactly, but um, but that's that's why I think it's a little better than than Fantastic Four. But I don't. But it, it was definitely not. You know, this is not. This is not what I would point to as the you know the sh- shining example of what we're what we're capable of. <laughs> no, um, but, but it was a, it was a movie that if you thought for any any one moment too hard of what yes. you were watching, it would all fall, it all fell apart. Yeah, like, it was very, very surface. It was very, it was very light. It didn't, yeah. no scrutiny was, was, was held to this film and it didn't make a lot of sense logically. There was a lot of plot holes. A lot well, of the, things that you thought about from any moment was just like, wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense, but you had to, I mean, that was just the whole film. Well, like that. well one of the reasons why I thought it would, thought it would, thought it, it felt to me like a 90s comic was because I felt as if, you know, pretty much every, Every scene culminated in a fight, whether right. whether one was needed or not. Like it was, there, very, it was very much the the product of well, let's give a certain kind of fan what they want, right? And those people seem to have been very happy with it. You know, there was right. lots of fighting, right? Yeah, exactly. There was lots of action. There was a lot of fighting. There was not a lot of like you said. There was not a lot of depth. There was not a lot of you know like it was. And and honestly, like I, I if anything, walking away talking story wise, I walked away a little. I mean, like, as as a comic book reader and as an X Men fan and as a Wolverine fan, I I I felt a little less enthused about the character ever since Origins came out. Origins yep. came out, and mm-hmm. I really felt that same way walking out of this. I was like, oh well, no, okay, 
You know, like it's like it's like I, I really feel as if they took they took little bits and pieces from the comics of what they thought was cool, and they pieced them all together, and without going into deeply any of them. You know, Josh. Yeah, I would go with the C C minus route. Okay. I thought it was just exceedingly average, bad at points, kind of cool at points, but like I mean, what, what Connor said is is dead on. Like the second that you that you try to apply any. Yeah. critical measures to it 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 does it falls apart completely um i don't know it was just a it was just a your your analogy of a 90s comic is is incredibly apt and i think it's interesting that you have a, a 90s marvel comic right yes yeah yeah or comic. i'd say image too image too, say whatever <laughs> it's really kind of two sides of the same coin speaking um, of which i've even reading rob liefeld's twitter <laughs> <laughs> no he loved it Sorry, because anyway, he's, he's cashing in these checks. Yeah, no, well, it's funny because the moment that they said Wade Wilson, I yeah. thought Rob Liefeld just made money. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. The guy who came up with uh, with Deadshot, uh, or not Deadshot, um, Slade Wilson, is uh, who's he? I don't know. Um, he didn't get anything for it. Uh, Deathstroke the Terminator? Yeah, him. Because <laughs> Wade yeah, Wilson's like, right, anyway. Because um, I was, anyway. Uh, 90s comic. Yeah, '90s comic, and and I don't it, like there was it, it was so chock full of action movie and comic book cliches, like literally, like how many times? Maybe it was only once, I guess, but like it so stood out, like like the girl dies and he like looks up in the air, no, and I was like, really? No, that happened. That's... That happened three times. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. I, I wasn't making that up. I didn't want to. I didn't want to act like oh, it kept happening, and then find it was only once. But either, either way, I mean, like it happened and it happened again in a flashback. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Right. You can't. You can't do that anymore and try to get away with it seriously. And if they had. I mean, if they had sort of gone over the edge a little bit and tried to be silly about it, then I guess you can do it. But otherwise, if you're trying to be serious, yeah, ooh, that's that's pretty rough. Um, I, I'll tell you, there was things that I thought were kind of cool. Um, well, let's talk about the good things then, because yeah, we, we like to be somewhat positive. I think you know Hugh Jackman is always good as Wolverine. Yep, he, he yeah, is Wolverine. He is Wolverine to me, even though even though he's tall and yada yada. I mean, he 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 is he is he is personifying Wolverine perfectly. Like, True, and, think- and given the script. Uh, he can be very good at that role. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think, and, and you know he's hard not. He, he, you like him. He's charming. He's yep. good on the screen. So when he's on, it wasn't. You know, it's that's not terrible when your lead is really good. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I don't think he was especially good, but I think and it's hard to tell if it's him or the material or the combination of all those things. But I tended to not roll my eyes at him, so yes. I guess that's a good thing. Yep. Um, I think Schreiber was great in his very limited role as Sabretooth or as. Victor, Victor. Victor Creed. I thought I thought he was good with the except. Yeah, I, I love Liv Schreiber. I love anything he does, with the exception of the on all fours galloping thing, which I hate. But anyway, <laughs> but that, but that, that's any character. I hate when they do that. But <laughs> it's it's funny though. Like I wouldn't have picked him for that. I would have yeah. never thought of him as as to do that. He did he did a pretty good job again, but with no real material to work with. Right. Well, that's the thing we'll get to in a minute. The fact that not, nobody else but Wolverine had anything to do in the movie. Yeah. For um, I think that the the. The surprising bits for me that the the, the oh, let's see fourteen seconds that that Ryan Reynolds got to be Wade Wilson, I was like, wow, he's really interesting and good. Um, same could be could be said. I actually liked the gambit in this. I thought that they you know they didn't put him in a dumb uniform. They didn't have him do some silly over the top accent that would have really made it bad. Um, and it was kind of cool. Like it worked. I liked Gambit too, although I admit to giggling when Wolverine elbowed him in the face and he dropped. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. that was funny. <laughs> well, my my inner, my inner Gambit hate giggled, but still, yeah. I thought he was good, and I thought 
um, Wade Wilson, he was good as Deadpool when, when he was Deadpool in the beginning. Yep. Um, but again, that leads to the fact that none of these side characters had anything really to do with the film. Right, yeah. They were just, well, they were just well, there for fan service. Well, they didn't have anything to do with – I mean, they, they'd show up for 10, 10, 15 seconds and then drop well, out of the film again. I mean, and, and, and I know we want to stay focused on what was good, and I think you guys pretty much just got it. I mean, I think that was really it. I mean, I like the opening montage of, you know, Wolverine. Oh, I like that too a lot. Yeah, I like the opening the ages, through the time and everything like well, that. Well, I, I like the idea of it, but in yeah. practice, I will get to that. Yeah. Um, but the um, – and you know, I liked seeing finally seeing the whole Weapon X process. But again, it was like I felt like I, f- I felt like they were just on fast forward for the story to get to the action scenes. You know, where like so much could have been done, so much could have been milked with the whole Weapon X thing and all that kind of stuff. And the t- the team, the Team X or whatever, you know, the team that would, that Stryker put together, like Wolverine never did anything in any of those scenes. He all he did was tell no. tell, tell Victor to stop. You know, like, it was just yeah, like, true. yeah but. and it's funny because he's like, "I'm the best I am at what I do." Well, actually, you're not. Victor's yeah. better at it than you are. <laughs> I did. Uh, th- there was an audible giggle in the in the crowd when he said that when when he did he, when he delivered that line. So that was a I, bad he, delivery of that line. Yeah, he, blew that, he blew that line. Yeah, delivery. it really was. Yeah, but but there was an audible giggle. I mean, people people yeah. connected with it. So. Oh, I w- it was. I don't think it was that kind of giggle. I don't. And, and I was like, "Oh, that you did it like that." Yeah. Really, I mean, but again, that's that's so. It's however you read it in your head for all these years. So who's right. to say he's wrong? But that's not how I would have done it. Right. <laughs> um, I did laugh when they came looking for Wolverine when he was a lumberjack, and Agent Zero was like, "What do you make? 18? He's like, "Eighteen five. <laughs> so I was just like, "What an odd <laughs> point of argument." Yeah. <laughs> it was about being happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it just seemed like there. It would have benefited from having a much tighter focus. And yeah. it was so all. It was trying to be so sweeping and all over the place that you really got no chance to become invested in anything. And, tr- and, and you had was- odd moments like the mom pa Kent of Canada, and just weird. Yeah, it was just so yeah, that was so weird. The, the Canadian mom pa Kent. That was just like. I don't know. That was just very bizarre. But you know, but from from a, it, it was it was almost like they got handed a checklist, and it was like, okay, well, you know, get you know, get Wolverine running his claws along the pavement like Ultimate X, Ultimate X Men, and get you know, and, and like and do this and do this and do this, and like, and it, and it felt like they were just like trying to appease whatever shots or images or or moments that they wanted, and they didn't they didn't worry about the in between or the stitching in between, you know, the story in between. You know, um, and those kind of things in some movies that I really really appreciate when you talk about like why things are happening and how things work and you sort of make it real like when you talk about the Batman movies like Chris Nolan made a real effort to make sure everything in it was explainable to an extent right. yep you know, like here's why this Batman piece of armor works even though it seems sort of silly or here's why it is and in the Wolverine was just don't think about it yeah, yeah. Um, and this is a taste thing. Some people don't want to think about it. This I, I can fully acknowledge that. But for me, I was like, it doesn't make sense, though. Why? Okay, we're just moving along. You right, know? Yeah. But, <laughs> and there's a lot of examples of that. So, so, like, so can we can we get to the bad? or? Oh, I think <laughs> Sure, go for okay, it. Okay, I, I think the bad has culminated totally in, in two words. Adamantium bullet. Like, Adamantium bullet. Okay. Like, that's, that, that, like, see, like, what, like. Okay, uh, wait, wait, wait. Now, now on that same thing. Now, there's two reveals in this, and this is what I this is what like a bad scripting moment for me was. He said adamantium bullet, and and there was and they went away from it, and then like ten or twenty minutes later they came back and he said adamantium bullet, and then one of the other characters goes that won't kill him. 
Yeah. I was like, well, you can't do two reveals of this <laughs> and then contradict yourself. I know. And like, say that won't kill him the first time. The whole the whole fact that his entire memory loss is derived from getting shot in the head with two Admantium bullets, it just like completely deflated the whole X-Men 1 for me. Like, like, uh-huh. like, yeah, the, uh, you know, I, I, I do think on, on concept, it's not a bad concept to have adamantium bullets to fight Wolverine. Oh, yeah, no, as a concept, yeah, but the fact that that is, the fact is that, yeah, yeah, it won't kill him, but it'll wipe his memory. Like, really? You know it's going to wipe his memory? Why? Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, you know, like, you've got to hit the right parts in the brain. Right. You don't know it, that you're going to hit the parts in the brain. It, it made, it and, made so, and it heals, won't it? It made so much more sense to have weapon to have the weapon X process be the thing that wiped his memory or whatever it was than than that, and it just like it just it it, it completely it was that's the closest to the Luma fate it got for me when I was like oh god. But, and also, um, wouldn't I mean his his adamantium doesn't heal itself, so wouldn't he have these holes in his skull? Yeah. Yes. I yeah. Thought, they're not protected with the adamantium. Right. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those, those bits of it depends on how you think that the I always thought of it being laced, so I saw like strips of adamantium on his bones. That's how I've always pictured it. Yeah. And in this one it looked like his all of his bones were encased in it. It was bonded or whatever. Yeah. 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 Um but theoretically, you could put a hole in it, but it, his his bone would still heal heal under it. So yeah, but you, the, the skull would heal, but it wouldn't be covered with adamantium anymore. You could crack it right. again. Yeah, but just that the little thing. Bit. Of, like in Wolverine in X Men Two, he got shot in the forehead and a bullet bounced off. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just but but regardless of the, the the physiology of it or the whatever, it was just the fact that that was how they got him to lose his memory, and then like. You know, and, well, and the, immediate, last, the immediately. last third of the film is a pro- big, big problem. I mean, the way yeah. it goes off, it goes off the rails once he gets past like Gambit, and yeah. then really start having big logical leap problems, like the ten foot swords that come out of weapon weapon Eleven's arms. Yeah, how does he bend his arm? Yeah, how does he bend his arms? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean that that brings a big question. The whole time I was well. I was actually sitting there and I was looking forward to. I was like, "Well, at least they're going to bring Deadpool back, and that'll be kind of interesting." But they're not. Is he? No, it wasn't, it wasn't Deadpool. No, it wasn't. And, <laughs> well, it depends and, uh, on what ending you had. What ending did you have, Ron? Well, I, had, I, I had the ending where where the arm the arm reaches out to the ca- decapitated head and the eyes open and he says, "Shh." Right? And the other the other two was Wolverine in Japan, and the other the third third one was was Deadpool finding Weapon Eleven's body. So the the implication being it wasn't actually Deadpool. You see, but the thing was the, the, the thing the thing was is that what they did with the with the by stitching the mouth and and when when he shot the optic blast and his eyes went black. I'm like, yeah. you know, like, oh, I was like, okay, cool, you know, like, whatever, fine. They're, they're, you know, of course, they're, you know, ripping apart this character that all these people love and everything, but that's what these movies do. But, I, you know, I, I, just, I have, a, I have a, I have a cool moment. We, we didn't get to this, and I said my favorite moment in the entire movie, the only one where I was like, oh, that was neat, was the first time that when they ripped off um, Scott Summers's um, yeah, eyeglasses and he blasted a big hole through the school, yeah. Which I believe he did in X Men One, but either way, um, it was yeah, just that was really almost neat. the exact same shot, actually. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah the train station. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I was like, oh, that's a really cool shot. Although Connor then pointed out to me that optic blasts don't flame. Yeah, they sure. They're, they're energy. Yeah, that's a good point. They had his blast be like heat vision in the film, which did, which was yeah. the one he does anyway. That, that whole Cyclops and Emma Frost, if you know, if that was her name, they never actually called her Emma. Yeah, they never did. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was Emma. Is, being on the being on the well, they, they, we have the little press handout, and they uh, call her Emma in the oh, press really? handout. Oh, wow. um, uh, being on the the poster and like these, she shouldn't have been on the poster. Cyclops shouldn't have been on the poster. Like these are characters. Yeah, they put them on the poster specifically for the fans of the characters to go, but like they had no use in the in the film. Right. Cyclops didn't need to be in the film. Emma Frost didn't need to be in the film. It didn't. She was in the film for about five minutes. Yeah. 
yeah, it's something. Something about it just feels. I, Josh, you made a comment after uh, after you saw it to me that where where you're saying how it felt like the whole. It, it felt like you you knew it was shot on a soundstage. Oh, and, the whole thing looked very. Yeah, and what really got to me was the whole New Orleans Gambit Victor fight, where where that that scream soundstage and like it was just so like and I, I guess you know and I know they went to some locations and stuff like that, but it was just like. I don't know. It, it, I felt like that sums it up in terms of the approach to it, where they're just you know doing what they need to do to get it done, and and that you know and and, and the thing was is that like I liked Gambit. I really, I mean, I did. I liked the use of the staff. I used the playing cards. I would have liked a little more, a little just a, maybe a mon ami, or maybe just the one little French euphemism. But there was nothing. But okay, that's fine. Um, but I, I just still never understood the the implications for the fight and for, none. Yeah, there were because none. Because what happened was he went in to talk to him. He said. I need you to take me there. And then automatically Gambit assumes, well, you're part of them, so we'll start fighting. Yeah. But then as soon as he went out and he saw that Wolverine was fighting with, with – he was never called Sabretooth. But Victor, Victor yeah. he should have said, well, oh, wait a minute. That guy's not with them. Right. But he attacked him anyway. And then, and then literally, first of all, he was there so that he could find Victor. Right. And why, 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 was, Victor why, why was Victor there? Yeah. <laughs> he just left. <laughs> like it was like there was, there was a lot of Deus Ex Machina. Just like, yeah, there was a lot. Yeah, and then um, and and don't get me started on the continuity into the first movie. Is that so? Does Liv Schreiber oh. become t- Taylor Maine or Tyler uh, Maine or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Because that was the worst part of the first movie. So, but, but let's but let's think about the the, the biggest issue, which uh, which you guys kind of gave me, you told me to look out for, which I totally agree with you now. Should, do we d- discuss the jacket? <laughs> Oh, the jacket drive me nuts. Oh, man. So they make this whole big deal about him finding Mom Pa Kent in Canada, and they're decent people, and he, and in, in the span of 12 hours, if that, this naked Canadian, hairy Canadian bonds with this old man, and he gives him his, de- I assume, his dead son's jacket, and it's the it's the iconic Wolverine movie jacket, the leather with the three yellow stripes. Okay, great. So that's how he gets the jacket. Awesome. <laughs> then, he's a big, then there's a huge fight at the end with Weapon, Weapon 11. And jumps the jacket out of, goes off. No, no, he takes the no. He took the jacket off in Gambit's plane. By the way, Gambit has a plane. Uh, <laughs> takes the jacket off in the plane. Like they show him taking it off. Yeah, yeah with, with great care, taking it off. Yeah. yeah it was... <laughs> and he goes through the whole thing. He loses his memory. He tells Gambit to take off. Yeah, I'll, I'll, he has I'll, no I'll, way I'll, of getting that jacket back. Right. And yet, in, Wolverine, in X Men One, he's got the jacket on. How did he get it? Because he doesn't have his memory back. Unless Gambit finds him at some point in between the time, is like <laughs> anonymously gives him the jacket. You look cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that as soon as I saw that when he when he took the jacket off in the play and it drove me nuts. I was like, Uh-oh. oh god. Well, at the end, I thought maybe he'll give him the jacket back. Yeah, it's <laughs> really. <laughs> I know that's so nitpicky, but those are those those are the kind of things that always well, drive me nuts. Like like in movies when people don't shut a door in behind them, I'm like, yeah, they never shut the doors. Well, never. Oh, well that, there's God. also there's also I've also got a and this is a big this is an annoying nitpick, but I've got a continuity nitpick in that um, Wolverine's hair length varied widely from shot to shot in the same yeah. scene. Like there like and it was mainly it was mainly noticeable in the la- in the last scene at the whole at the whole at the three mile island I guess um, where, that was where dumb. yeah when he was inside with Stryker and everything he had just a ton of a head of hair and then when they got outside it, there was much less hair that's so, yeah. reshoots for you there's a yeah. lot of reshoots for this film yeah exactly and, uh, yeah. the thing about Wolverine's ask- hair is that in the in the, in the films the X Men films he had the stylized yep hair and then this, this one was just like grow your hair real big yeah exactly yeah and just yeah. have a big head of hair but it was like. It was just you know, they didn't have the look. Yeah. Let me ask you one question: When did this movie take place? Before X Men One. 
No, no, like what? Yeah. Con- well, well, yeah. Well, okay, okay. So, so think about it this way, right? So, if okay, so if we're gonna say X Men One, t- let's say for for argument's sake, takes place in two thousand when it came out, right? And Cyclops now becomes your key. So how? So Cyclops is what twenty five in that movie? Not even. He was in high school. No, no, no. He was older oh, in X-Men. high school in X Men. In X Men, I'm saying in, five, twenty eight the- somewhere. Yes. Yeah, so let's 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 say twenty eight then. Okay. So then how? So he's in high school in this movie. So he's 17. like what sixteen, seventeen. So let's say so ten years ago. So it takes place in nineteen ninety. Mm-hmm. All right, and 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 in those ten years, both Professor Xavier becomes a cripple as well as hair, hair goes gray. <laughs> like I feel you're right. I feel as if the timing is way way off, and that they made it. They wanted it to be really really old, but then if you try to make it may have it make sense, it doesn't make sense. Well, here's the thing. It, it, by calling it X-Men Origin, I thought the things – like with – I mean I, I realize it's a completely different movie and it's an entirely different kind of budget. But like going back and telling his life story was mu- would have been much more interesting than just what happened at the very end. Yeah. Because all of these things happen. And like in the first, in the first segment at the beginning where you know, he fought in the Civil War – by the way, he's, Amer- he's, he's um, uh, Canadian, yeah. not American. And yeah. the Canada, Canada was aligned with the South. Um, I believe for the most part, um, and then they skipped way ahead to World War One because there yeah. was no wars in between. Them. Why was he in all those wars? What was happening? Yeah. Why was he, he in America? Victor, Victor had a bloodlust and he wanted to be in wars, and he brought his brother with him, and that was pretty clear from the whole. Th- he was he dragged him along from one war to another because he liked killing. Yeah, I guess. Um, but but then so they show up from the comics. He's been the, he's been an American soldier in a lot of the comics too. He just no, I know. You know yeah, I, just I mean, I mean he's he's kind of he's kind of a good soldier. So that's he kind of works forever. You know, like he's and he, tr- he usually tries to be on the side of the good. So I guess there's a assumption there that the North was was in the right. I guess. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's a but... fine assumption. But um, you know, like he could have fought for Canada in World War II. Like that that would have yeah. happened. And then so then what happens is you end up in the Canadian Rockies somewhere, and all the cars are leading me to believe it's in the late sixties, seventies, sometime. Well, and then yeah, well, at some that... point somebody showed up with a super tech like machine gun. And I was like, oh, well, so it is. Well, no, well, the, well there, well, there's your, there's your, there's your time gap because what happened was is that he's in he he, he was in Vietnam, right? And then, and then, who knows when the when he walked away from from Stryker's team? Um, it, that that was after Vietnam, so that's safe to say it's in the seventies. And so then he then they, we find him in the Rockies six years later. So mm-hmm. safe to say maybe that's like nineteen. So this is, takes place in nineteen eighty. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that 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 seems to make sense, except that Cyclops is sixteen. Right. And you know, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe so. he was forty in the first X Men movie. He just very well, young. Why is why is the X movie taking place in two thousand? It doesn't make it doesn't yeah. need, you don't need to. And this is just kind of silly to begin with yeah. because <laughs> it's, it's comic time, it's movie time. Technology right. can be whatever they want to be whenever I, I they think want. To be. It feels like when you make it real like this, I want it to make sense. I want somebody to plot out a timeline right. that exists even in the background of them doing the script, so that it makes sense to me. Yeah, but like, obviously I, they I don't care. So, they didn't yeah. care about that. They're just doing what looks cool. So yeah, here's 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 something. This is tiny. So uh, Agent Zero, well, so he's apparently very good at taking guns out of his holster and shooting things. Yes. So then they go to take off after Wolverine, and he gets in a helicopter, and he has the regular grunt soldier shooting at him who miss all over the place. I'm like, why don't you just shoot him from there? Right. Well, why don't you take the gun? Right. Why don't you do it then? I'm just like, not, you, like, it's one of those, those things like when they get to sometimes when they do superhero movies, like they discount the people's powers right. when they should be using them in some cool way. But they just wanted Wolverine to jump up and, and take a helicopter down, I guess. After turning around on the motorcycle while dragging his claws on the pavement. By the way, and that jacket survived the fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing jacket. It's a good jacket. It's, it's a really it's good jacket. It's a really good jacket. Here's what I think happened is that Wolverine like can't remember anything, right? Yeah. Logan's like, I don't remember anything. He goes, but he remembers the jacket. 
<laughs> and so he spends a good 10 years hunting down the jacket. Right, exactly, training. And then he, yeah. he, keeps, he finds Gambit. Gambit's been wearing it. He's like, that's my jacket, bub. Oh, man. <laughs> Do I know you? I don't uh, know. Jeez. <laughs> I've got I, a headache. Admittedly, I groaned at the blob. I don't think the blob uh, was that bad. Nah, just but again, he was there for two seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The characters did anything worthwhile. Yeah. And he, it was it just seemed- to be in the movie. His power was different as the blob. Oh yeah, no, his, his power. His, and the power in the comics is that he's fat and he's immovable. Right. And this one, it just seems like he was really strong, and then he got fat. Right. Yeah. Right. So. And then who's who's William? Uh, I don't know. How to say no that idea. Name. He's, he's Wraith. Uh, he's Wraith. Yeah, but I don't, is that an actual character? Or? I don't think so. Okay. Right. I could be wrong. But well, he's a teleporter but Dom- like Nightcrawler. Yeah. So. Exactly. Yeah. Dominic Monaghan was like um, arcade, right? No, arcade, that- arcade, no, arcade, arcade is um, uh, what call it? Um, arcade is uh, he's the crazy redhead guy who makes the 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 the, the traps for them to go through and all that kind okay. of deal. Yeah. Well, uh, and then he was Mayor Hundred, but either way, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was Mayor Hundred. You know, it's funny. I think the thing that kept occurring to me was, I I, I have no real connection to the to the comic stories that are made before this. So if they use them or not, that's fine. But if the stories that already existed are better than what you just came up with. <laughs> I love this. I just looked up Wraith. All right, so Wraith appeared in Marvel Team-Up in 1976. And he's, <laughs> he's, he was a Spider-Man character. And he's got a um, – oh, there are two Wraiths. I'm sorry. This is the first one. Has a variety of psionic powers, could read thoughts, mind, and mind control. And then, um, and then Wraith uh, Hector Rendoza is a mutant. Okay, here he goes, a mutant uh, by Scott Lobdell. And um, uh, yada yada. Let's see, doesn't say what his power is. Gene theorized that his powers have been allowed to evolve. He's been able to render himself and others completely invisible. So it's just, they just took the name. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for Scott. Yeah. Power, Wraith can turn his skin translucent or other skin translucent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If it's just a skin, then what's the point? Then right. you just see a bunch of muscles running around. Yeah, so they made him a they made I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah. no, no, that guy's got no skin. <laughs> I mean, like again, again, I think that they, you know, they they just they took they 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 took they mined all this um, all this data, they mined all this characters and all this kind of stuff, and they just took what they liked. It was just a random collection of moments. Yeah, exactly. That they that they thought, well, this will make a lot of people happy, and maybe they, maybe they sell a lot of action figures. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't. It almost in its in its averageness and its, yeah. in its, its giant. It was massive, very average. Very average. It's kind of that almost worse. Yeah. Because it's because especially like if you're if you're watching it like us and you have to go talk about it, like you start looking at it and you have to think about it. And the second you think about it, the yeah, air goes right out of the balloon. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that, that's why I said it was what I expected. I mean, it was it was it was an action packed scene with bubs and and I'm the best at what I do and and claws in the in the ground and no real. You know, and and then and and the thing is, is that like, had there not been the adamantium bullet solution, I, mm-hmm. I probably would have been speaking hot higher of it because it, w- it was so exactly what I expected. Lots of fights, lots of action, that sort of thing. But the moment that they they chickened out on the whole origin aspect of it, um, just kind of blew it for me. I mean, I think that that was the big, you know, like they painted themselves into a corner because they wanted to give him the adamantium to make him want revenge. But then they're like, well, shit. At the end of the movie, he needs to be a- a- amnesiac. So you know. Yeah. So none of it mattered anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
Also, uh, I, if I never see CGI Patrick Stewart again, oh, it'll be totally too soon. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. oh, God. smooth baby face alien <laughs> Professor X. <laughs> oh, <laughs> creepy, creepy. Like, would you go with that guy? I know you've been trapped in a cell, but like, it's all hologram anyway. It didn't look real. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, did they really get Patrick Stewart to do to do the voice and stuff? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, I guess they got the voice, but I don't think that they, they shot him doing anything. I think oh. they construct I don't know. That's what I would oh, guess. That's so creepy. Ever since <laughs> did, ever since Ratner introduced that, it's been giving me nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I think I think the three endings thing was stupid. Yep. The way that they had different endings. They should have just gone with the I mean if they should have just gone with the bolt, the Deadpool ending. Just yeah. had him be alive and say, you know, because I know they're talking about spitting him off and I actually liked him and I liked his sword fighting the bullet scene. That was that was yeah. actually cool cool. But um, the you know just the, the the gimmick of having oh well there's different post credit scenes if you saw the film on the internet you got to see these scenes it was kind of stupid it's literally you know? 90s comics yeah yeah exactly yeah. like alternate variant covers yeah. some in premium <laughs> I did laugh Connor at the uh, at the the guy in Africa that they went after for the piece of adamantium or whatever that it was the guy from 24. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, that poor guy. He's 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 the Afri- he's the African militant now for the rest of his he's, career. He's an African despot forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dubaku or whatever is there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that poor guy who has to keep playing an LA gang member. Or the other guy who's always an Al Qaeda terrorist. Exactly. Yeah. The guy's always Hitler. Yeah, the guy's always Hitler. <laughs> I love Hitler. I mean, you know, what they, do you do? They, I'm I'm Hitler. If you go, for those who don't who aren't in on the joke, if you go to IMDb and look up Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade and find the actor who played Hitler and then look at his profile, he has made a career playing Hitler and other various Nazis for his entire <laughs> career. Like yeah. it's just like, <laughs> it's like that guy who was Saddam Hussein in the um oh, in the Hot Shots movies. Or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Wow. All right. Well, we've we've disintegrated. Yeah. So yeah. So I think we're all rounding out average. Not the worst movie in the world, but by no means is it um, what Watchmen was supposed to be. Worth seeing again. Yeah. Exactly. I'll no. buy the DVD. Of course you will. <laughs> well, well, you have X. You own three. X- yeah. I know. I haven't. I haven't opened it yet, though. But I do own it. They have your money. <laughs> <laughs> they opened your money. I can tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I look forward to Wolverine Origins two, the saga, the the the, the hunt for the jacket. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I would I'll totally. Go I, would, I would totally go to that. You do an entire movie of Wolverine looking for it. All he can remember are the three yellow stripes. It's <laughs> like there's a girl, and she like she's he's he's like real quiet, leaning over with his shirtless, and she's got his hand on his shoulder. He's like, "What is it? The jacket!" And then the camera goes way up in the air. And he goes, ah. And then there's a whole montage in L.A., like in Beverly Hills, and in, in in the store to like to set to music. <laughs> Trying on other jackets and like and, and like he's got he's got somebody with him who just he comes out of the room and they just shake their head no and then he, like he spins he twirls little, he does a little pose he just watch. comes out and it looks kind of nice and the, and the person raises their eyebrows slightly hopefully and he goes no and he just shrugs exactly uh, we've been to every store on Rodeo Drive and I can't find this jacket a lot of saxophone music being played in the background. Oh man! That, Can't wait till special edition podcast. I'd see that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, which will be Star Trek. Yes. It's where I fanboy. I'm Connor. I'm Ron. I am Josh. Go to ifanboy.com and comment on this show. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs>